James Harden calls Daryl Morey a liar in front of a bunch of kids. <laughs> what does that mean for the LA Clippers and the Harden trade talks? In this episode, going to be talking about angry James Harden, what that statement really means, and just recent news surrounding him and the potential of him coming to the Clippers on today's Locked On Clippers. You are Locked On Clippers. Your daily Los Angeles Clippers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, sir. You are locking in with the Clips. Thank you for making Locked On Clippers the first listen of your day, your team every day. I'm your host, Darian Vaziri, going into my 19th season as a Clipper fan, born and raised in L.A. You can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Dime Dropper Pod and subscribe to my own YouTube channel, Dime Dropper, for even more L.A. Clipper, L.A. Sports, NBA, and NBA history content. And Locked On Clippers is free and available on all your favorite podcast platforms, including YouTube. And I want you to let me know in the pinned comment what your initial reaction was to James Harden calling out Daryl Morey and flat out saying that he was a liar in China at some event he was hosting. I don't exactly know what event it was, but that was how I woke up on Monday morning is seeing that video of James Harden after I had just made an episode for the Monday show on James Harden. And this episode is brought to you by FanDuel, America's number one sports book. So be sure to place your bets for all things sports. Right now, the Women's World Cup is in the knockout stages. The Premier League and domestic soccer leagues around Europe are back in action. The MLB is in full swing and the NFL is only weeks away. So get ready to place all your bets on FanDuel. But let's talk about James Harden and that's what this episode is really going to be about And I'm going to start out with Angry Harden. And Angry Harden is what we saw in that video. And his exact words were, Daryl Morey is a liar and I will never be a part of an organization that he's a part of. And then he doubled down on it and said, let me say that again. Daryl Morey is a liar and I will never be a part of an organization that he's a part of. So let's just unpack this real quick. Again, there is so much drama here in Philly and with this whole James Harden situation. And, you know, just in my time working in YouTube or working in having my own podcasts and YouTube channels, I've had three different James Harden trade drama situations that I've had to talk about. Houston, Brooklyn, and now Philadelphia. And let me just say this before I get into who's at fault and whatnot. This is so crazy to me how their relationship has soured so much because Daryl Morey and James Harden were like synonymous with one another. Like James Harden was Daryl Morey's guy. I'm pretty sure Daryl Morey said he was the best offensive player, best scorer the game has ever seen when he was in his prime. Like better than Kobe. Better than, I don't know if he said better than MJ, but he'd said something along those lines. That was the vote of confidence that he gave to James Harden he let everybody know how he felt about him. And I thought it was so interesting how the second Daryl Morey left Houston, James Harden also wanted to leave Houston. Now, 
I still don't fully know all the details of that. I know he wasn't necessarily happy that Steven Silas became the head coach. And I also think he realized, look, maybe I can't carry a team to the championship or lead a team to the championship anymore. Maybe I should be a secondary guy. And so he went off to Brooklyn. But it's funny that Daryl Morey went to Philadelphia and within a year, he's running to Philadelphia and reuniting with Daryl Morey. So it showed at that point that he is comfortable with him and Daryl Morey values James Harden and he got his guy back. That was the whole narrative when the Sixers got James Harden was that he got his guy back. Now, this is the interesting thing. The liar stuff that's coming from James Harden's mouth refers to what I believe and what everyone seems to believe is that last season they had a conversation, they signed Harden to a new smaller contract that implied at the time that he was taking a pay cut so he would get a bigger long-term deal this offseason. So he was going to opt out initially of his current contract and get a longer-term deal with Philly, who he seems to enjoy playing for, just had a very solid season, should have made the All-Star team, helped Joel Embiid get his elusive MVP, and were one game away from making it to the conference finals for the first time in 22 seasons, but they fell short, especially in Game 6, when Jason Tatum took over that fourth quarter, and Game 7 was an absolute disaster massacre, where James Harden and Joel Embiid were both putrid, and in typical James Harden fashion in recent years, he bows out of the playoffs in disappointing fashion with a poor performance in an elimination game. So, Daryl Morey might be thinking, I just changed my mind, I don't want to pay you that much money. I don't want to give you a long-term extension. And again, I want to ask you to tell me in the comments, if you were Daryl Morey, would you give James Harden an extension? Because this guy clearly has lost a step. He is still a fantastic NBA player, but he has not looked the same since that hamstring injury in 2021 for Brooklyn. And even then, I think after the 2019 season where he averaged 36 points, you saw a drop-off. He was still pretty spectacular in 2020. I'd still say he was a top-five player in the league that season, but he clearly lost a little bit of a step. And let's be honest, right, with James Harden. One thing, father time is undefeated. Like, you're going to get a step slower. And two, he did have a fantastic first step, but he's never been the guy that's been in, like, insane shape. Of course, 2013, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, like all those years... He was in pretty good shape, but after that, I guess maybe even starting in 2020, he started to put on a little bit of weight. By 2021 in Brooklyn, he was a little bit fatter. Fatter. And I, when I say fatter, I mean like these guys are still in insane shape, right? Like I don't want to sound like I'm insulting him like that. But he, he looked like he was a little out of shape for the standard that we've become accustomed to. And then after the hamstring injury, he was really out of shape going into 2022. And you could see that with his lack of production but the funny part is that was still when Kyrie Irving wasn't playing and he and Kevin Durant were still leading that Nets team to a very solid record at the time even though James Harden wasn't really playing that well for his standards and people were talking about that he didn't look nearly as good as the 2021 season when he got traded to Brooklyn where he was a an MVP candidate he was still fantastic he assumed that point guard role and solely that point guard role even when Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant played Kyrie Irving became the two guard. Harden was the one running the offense. So 
I think in that season, though, after that season, he was out of shape. He did not look the same in 2022. He was still dealing with the hamstring injury, and I don't think he was fully healthy in the offseason to get back into top playing shape. And Kevin Durant allegedly, I don't know how true this is, but I remember hearing about in the media that he wasn't happy with James Harden and the shape that he was in going into the season. And you know how Kevin Durant is. He's never going to go out and blow up his team's business and seem to call people out and get after people. At least that's not what we see. That's not what we hear. And he seems to say, that's not my responsibility to tell another man how to act. That's how they act. I just do me, hoop, and do my best to lead the team when I'm on the court. That seems to be his LMO. But James Harden, you know, he likes to do his own thing. He very famously was would show up late to film sessions in Houston, uh, allegedly, and would be out really, really late and show up to practice the next day and still be a fantastic, apparently. But it just showed... And, of course, there's the Kendrick Perkins story, right? Back in Miami in 2012 when they were teammates in Oklahoma City where James Harden was blinded by the South Beach scenery, so to speak, and was not in the best mental state focused to be the best version of himself in that 2012 finals in which he was not good in. But... All I have to say is, moral of the story, in 2022, James Harden took a big step down, in my opinion, from even that version that we saw in 2021. And when he went to Philadelphia, you could see that he never really looked the same. He was still good. He still improved their team. But in the playoffs, you saw he had those occasional good games, like against Toronto, the closeout game, and then against Miami, I think it was game four. He was awesome. But then game six, he was just a disaster. Game five, he wasn't very good. Like, and he just bowed out in an embarrassing fashion. And then this season, they all said that he was in such better shape going into the season. And you saw a pretty decent version of him. And then we know what happened in the playoffs. So as far as James Harden's concerned, I think he feels that I just averaged 20 and 10. I should be getting a max contract. I still help you get closer to the conference finals than maybe any of your other teams did. So with, as far as the Philadelphia 76ers are concerned. So why aren't you paying me? So him calling him a liar is him going back on his word, saying that he would pay him and now he doesn't want to. And the fact that he is so adamant that he's willing to go out publicly and say, I will not play for you again or an organization that you are part of again is just showing that he wants to force the 76ers hand. So to answer the question, what does it mean for the Clippers? It means that James Harden will stop at nothing to try to get to the Clippers, it seems. Because we haven't heard any other team that he cares to go to. He obviously would like to potentially stay in Philadelphia if they were to actually give him the contract extension that he desires. But it doesn't seem like Daryl Morey wants to do that. So I think he's essentially telling Sixers ownership, it's either you fire Morey or you get rid of me. But you are not getting a guarantee from me that I'm going to play for whatever team you want to trade me to. I want to play for the Clippers. So find a deal with them... Or you're going to have me airing out all the dirty laundry and calling you out. And the Sixers, I just made an episode saying that Woj reported literally the day before this James Harden thing broke out. And I think that's part of James Harden's reasoning for saying this. He hears everything. The 76ers apparently intend to bring him back for training camp. And what I was saying on the episode on Monday was... What does that mean for James Harden? Is he actually going to go to training camp and participate and try to suck it up? Or is he going to try to be a nuisance? And right now we're saying that the latter is the answer. He's going to try to be annoying. He's going to try to do whatever he can to make it a toxic environment for them to get him out of there and get him to the Clippers. If he opens up his preferred list 
and b- makes it longer than one team, then maybe the Sixers can find a deal that Daryl Morey wants. But Daryl Morey allegedly wants draft compensation and another star. Another star would be Paul George, in, in our case, or Kawhi Leonard. Don't think the Clippers are going to part ways because they don't have to do that. So we will see what happens. It's starting to get toxic. James Harden's like, you know what? I'm throwing it all out there. I don't care. I want to force their hand. I'm not coming back to training camp, and I'm not going to partake and not just play Maury's game. So that is angry Harden. What does that mean for the Clippers? That James Harden will stop at nothing to come, and the likelihood of him coming gets even stronger. But one thing his agent said about him uh, very recently might just shock you. Going to be talking about that coming up. I got to tell you a little something about FanDuel. Football season's about to kick off, and FanDuel is giving you the chance to win all season long. Because right now, when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you can get bonus bets every time they win in the regular season. Just pick any team to win the Super Bowl, and you'll get bonus bets for every victory. You can use your bonus bets on spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash on and start earning bonus bets with America's number one sports book. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. All right. So to continue with the James Harden saga, his agent recently came out and said, I wouldn't be surprised if he's an MVP this year or an MVP candidate. He was talking about the shape he's in, the nutrition, all that, that he's locked in. He's tired of the disrespect. And you know what? As someone whose team is rumored to get James Harden, that sounds pretty nice. But let me just tell you why I would take that with a grain of salt. James Harden, I don't deny that he's wanting to prove people wrong and maybe he is in good shape. Although the video that was posted of him talking to those kids... He didn't necessarily look super slim, I might just say. And this is what, let's start with the grain of salt, right? Why do I say that? Well, going into the 2021-22 season, the one that I just said Harden was clearly out of shape, he said, healthy James Harden. They asked him about him at a Mets game. He said, healthy James Harden, scary hours. Well, it wasn't scary at all. So, like, that made him look kind of ridiculous, in my opinion. And then going into this past season, he said he lost 50 pounds. 50. Like, look, he looked slimmer. He looked not necessarily like his Houston self, but definitely in better shape than 2022. But 50 pounds? I mean, I don't have the scale. I don't have the exact measurements. But that sounds ridiculous. Even if it was 50 pounds, he clearly didn't look 50 pounds lighter. He looked about 10 pounds lighter. So... Harden still doesn't have the best first step anymore. And if you watch the playoffs, even against the Nets, he was not getting off the ground very well when he was at the rim. He got blocked a lot. And he's not getting all the fouls he used to get. So, like, father time is a thing. His hamstring and the injuries that he's had, and he's had some some injuries over the last couple of years, those are a thing. So when I hear MVP and all that, do I think for a second he could be in MVP talks? No. The only way he could be in MVP talks is if he's on a terrible team where he can go off and they maybe sneak up on the league and get a fourth or third seed. And he goes back to Houston numbers, 
with incredibly high usage. But that's just not going to happen. We got Jokic. We got Luka, Jason Tatum. We got so many great players that are going to be Giannis that are going to be right in that MVP mix. So do I think that James Harden is going to be an MVP candidate? No way. Especially with the Clippers, he would not be even close to that. He'd be lucky to be an all-star. And that's not even disrespectful. That's just the fact of who James Harden is at this time and the teams that he wants to go to. Look, James Harden, like this is what, what I honestly can't stand, is that he can opt out. He could have opted out and just signed a nice contract with whatever team wanted him. But he wants to go to a team that is a contender. And with the new CBA rules, plenty of contenders cannot afford to add another star that wants upwards of $30 million per year. So he could have gone to some team, I don't know who has major cap space, and got his, gotten his bag and his touches. But clearly he does want to win a championship to a degree. I do question how much he does though. And that's because of everything you hear. And like, for example, after game six against the Heat where they got eliminated and this guy was jog, like lightly jogging back on defense after turnovers, getting out-rebounded, not boxing out, and you saw him at the little baby's birthday or something that night. I remember you, they saw there was a video of him out. And like, here's the thing. I don't say, I'm not saying don't go out and have a life if you lose. But when you are caught on camera and you, people are seeing you smiling and all that, it seems like you don't even care. And I don't necessarily like a player like, I want a, a player like Westbrook. You think Westbrook would be caught out on a night where his team got eliminated from the playoffs? I would never, Kawhi Leonard, even Paul George. That's just not, that's just not how they're, what they're about. And James Harden has a reputation for a reason. He's like Shaq in that sense. He likes enjoying what comes with being in the NBA. And that's okay. But that's not necessarily somebody who's the most serious about winning rings. And let's not even get started with the intangibles on the court. Somebody said I was being emotional about my take on Harden. Look, I've listed all the basketball reasons in the world for why I think the fit is clunky, why I think bringing in another ball-dominant guy next to Russell Westbrook, who we've asked to run our offense, just doesn't necessarily make sense. Neither of them are spot-up shooters. I know James Harden shot a good percentage on catch-and-shoot threes last season, but in the playoffs, he clearly didn't look super comfortable taking them. He would hesitate a lot, and he would still just... Wait for the defender to recover and then go into his next move, whether it be in isolation or pick and roll. And when was the last time you saw James Harden come off a pin down? Seriously. And then work quickly off the catch. Does he ever work quickly off the catch? The only thing you'll see is him coming off a curl maybe for an, a dribble handoff. Like, that's maybe the most you'll see. You don't see him move off the ball at all. Everywhere he's gone, he's a statue. And let's not even get started with the defensive side of things, which nobody seems to be talking about. It feels like a lot of you that want James Harden just want to stack the stars and stack the talent and say, roll out there and go and they'll figure it out because they all like each other and they're all from Southern California. That's just not how this works. And I don't always say that. I don't, don't get it twisted and make and think that I think they're going to like clash personality wise. It's not always that. It's that they straight up want to make it work, but it's hard to make it work when it's not a seamless fit of four stars that are used to getting the ball. Someone's going to get few touches. There is only one ball. I don't make that in the sense that they're going to be fighting for it, but in the sense that there will be a game where maybe Kawhi Leonard has 11 shots and the Clippers aren't winning and they're not getting stops. And you're like, what's happening? We have way more talent than the other team. But at the end of the day, there's one ball. Only one guy can take a shot on each possession. And it depends how you're getting your shots. So MVP Harden, I don't believe that for five seconds. 
I don't. Um, but I think he could be great still for whatever team he plays for. I don't want it to be the Clippers, personally, but it seems like he'll stop at nothing until that's the case. But coming up, if the Clippers do get Harden, they got to consider one thing, and that's that Harden wants a long-term contract. What does that mean for the Clippers? Going to be talking about that coming up. All right, to close out, so... I've been saying this entire episode that James Harden wants a long-term contract from Philly. And I'll tell you this. James Harden wants a long-term contract, period. So if the Clippers bring Harden in, you can say that after this season they can decide what they want to do. But he's going to be looking for long-term money. And getting him means that the Clippers might be a team that's going to give him long-term money. I absolutely don't want that by any stretch. James Harden for one year is a lot for me. And look, I mean, he lasted one full year in Brooklyn. He lasted one and a half years in Philly. Like, and it's been dramatic exits where he's quit on the franchise on two separate occasions, now three. I don't want that guy negotiating for a new contract with the Clippers. So we want James Hart. Let's see how, I mean, I forget how old he is. I'm guessing 33. He is 33. There we go. But he's turning 34 in 11 days. So he's going to be 34 years old. No wonder Daryl Morey doesn't want to pay him. So you want 34, 35, 36-year-old Harden? And investing 30 plus million, 40 plus million in that, I'm just not sure of it. He doesn't look like he's getting any better. He's on the decline. He's still an all-star caliber player. And I wonder how many more years he has at that level. I think this year he will still be an all-star caliber player. Look, his longevity is still pretty amazing. This guy has played at an all-star level for 11 years. 11 years. Some players don't even last 11 years. And he's been an all-star for 11 years. You know? So personal bias aside of me not liking how much he dribbles and that he doesn't like taking mid-ranges and he only liked taking threes and layups in his prime and all that, doesn't move off the ball and all this, doesn't matter. He's still been an all-star player for 11 years. And again, I'm going to emphasize this. If we didn't have Russell Westbrook on the team, I would say Harden is a good fit for that third option. I really would. I promise. I'd put my emotion aside. I just don't get it with Russ. Don't think it's necessary. I think we need to focus on getting more defenders around these guys and maybe more size in the front court. That's about it. And trading Marcus Morris more than anything. But James Harden, he wants to come. He wants to be here long-term probably. You think he doesn't want to be here long-term? It's L.A. He's from here. He's actually from L.A. County, unlike Paul George and Kawhi. So that's not a shot, by the way. But look, he's going to want to be here long-term. Into a dome coming up, back home, playing for my hometown team for the first time with my boy Russ. PG, Kawhi, let's do it. Best chance to win a ring. Yeah, that sounds great for him. Not so great for me. And here's the thing. Without Kawhi and Paul George, what's the point of having James Harden? So by keeping James Harden, you are making the 2-1-3 era longer. And I just don't know if that's a good idea because of their injury history. So we'll see. As I, as you guys know, I don't want Harden. That's my opinion. I know a lot of people disagree. And that's okay. That's what makes this world a beautiful place because we all have our own opinions. And if you liked mine or disliked mine, you can find more of it at Dime Dropper Pod on YouTube. Actually, no, on all platforms, but 
my channel is Dime Dropper on YouTube. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Dime Dropper Pod and subscribe to at Locked On Clip. Oh, subscribe to Locked On Clippers on YouTube and follow us on Twitter at Locked On Clips as well. And yeah, just let me know what you thought of the episode. Let me know in the pinned comment what you thought of James Harden saying that about Daryl Morey. That's it for this one. The age-old proverb continues. Go Clippers.